Welcome to the second episode of Your Entrepreneur Podcast with your hosts, Paul Wood and Taylor Ford-Wallace. In this episode, we went to Beehive Mill in Arncoats, Manchester to interview our first guest, Sam Kilali from accountancy firm, Your FD. We'll also have a chat about goal setting, why it's so important to set goals and how to set them effectively. So firstly, let's head over to Beehive Mill and check out what Sam has to say about his business, his goals, and his advice for young entrepreneurs and startups. Sam, if you could explain your upbringing, we, we understand you've been to one continent, to another continent, and back to this continent. What happened? Um, what were your steps along the way, and what did you learn? Okay, well, firstly, thank you for having me, Paul. Thank you for having me, Taylor. Uh, yes, so my name is Sam, which is short for Samir. Uh, my father is Algerian, North African. I was born here, sunny Manchester. And then just after a few months old, uh, both my father, mother and myself, we um, packed our bags and went over to Algeria to live. The reason being every uh, Algerian male at that time had to serve in the army. And soon after I was born, my dad got, uh, got the request to go over. So I spent the first five, six years of my life in Algeria, then came back to Manchester, Manchester to, to study uh, primary school, high school, etc. Yeah, cool. When you were studying in Algeria, was it massively different to, to, well, to Britain? I, I was still relatively young. I don't remember too much of it. The, the uh, culture in Algeria is, is a lot different to the UK so very much family orientated uh, very much community based so we tended to stay in our little villages and uh, educate ourselves that way yeah cool was uh was there a part of that upbringing that that shaped the career and the, and the company that you've now got I think so uh, to some extent in regards to like I said Algeria is very much a a social country you you're always in and out of your neighbors uh, houses there's no such thing as i'll see you at this time you just kind of open door policy and uh, and i think my personality i would like to think i'm quite relaxed um quite chilled out and and i think that's gone gone through with me and i've grown up with that and i'm kind of like that with my client base as well in terms of I would like to think my clients can literally get the phone, give me a call, send me an email at any time of day, and I'm not the type of guy to wake all in type type. Yeah. How did you get into accounting? What really put that focus or that type of industry into mind? Okay, so my I'd say my dad came over to the UK in his twenties on a uh, on a scholarship, a, a student scholarship and he came over to university here so education's always been a big thing for him um and that then trickled down to me he, he kind of always put an emphasis on education with me in particular uh, mathematics so in my teen teenage years uh, my dad always made sure that i did my maths homework and that then um, led to me studying a level maths uh, i did an economics degree now when I was around about 14, 15, uh, my dad was a taxi driver and my dad being the type of guy he is, he felt he could save a little bit of money uh, and, and get me to do his uh, yearly accounts. That's the African um, way, isn't it? Exactly, the African way. <laughs> and, and that's where I guess my first um, idea or, or my first exposure into accountancy came about. Soon enough, I would have his mates knocking on the door 
his taxi friends who also wanted their books doing and then little old 15 year old me had a queue of taxi drivers <laughs> at my door wanting to do their tax return yeah. i love that <laughs> and i made zero pounds out yeah, of that, yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah a bit of child labor isn't it you know next one obviously we, we speak about goals a lot do you want to give us a bit of a breakdown obviously you don't have to be too specific are your goals for maybe the next year up to the next five years on whether that's business personal what's your your main set of, of yeah, goals of course um if I can just give a brief outline of what happened between my teenage years and, and setting up your FD. So I then uh, studied at Loughborough, Loughborough University. I did an economics and finance degree. And it was there I had a few uh, accounting modules that I really enjoyed that then uh, gave me the uh, emphasis of coming back to Manchester and, and training to be an accountant, which I did do. I uh, worked and trained with quite a large Manchester firm. Um, once I qualified there, I then went to a smaller practice based in Bolton, which was really hands-on, uh, gave me a lot of exposure to how to how to be an accountant, really, and how to speak with clients and, and how to manage manage clients and help them grow their business. I was there for about six years, and all that time, um, the way I actually worked m with my clients was slightly different than the, the traditional accountancy stereotype um <clears throat> i i realized that there was a need for uh, small to medium-sized businesses that didn't really want to be paying uh, for a full-time fd which was 50 60 70 thousand pounds a year but they also needed more than the traditional once a year meet up with their accountant and that's where i came in or that's where your fd came in uh, and that was where your fd uh, was born it was out of that mindset and I really wanted to plug that gap. I tend to see my clients on a quarterly basis. Uh, and yes, in the main, help them understand, measure and grow their their businesses. And as to answer your question, goal setting is a massive part of of business, really. I'm not just business. It's, it's a massive part of getting from a starting point to an end point. And goal setting or whatever you want to call it, is something that I really believe in. Um, I was just going through some old paperwork uh, not too long ago, and I came across a piece of paper in which I had noted down how I wanted your FD to look in five years' time. Now, your FD is now four years old, but when I said how I wanted your FD to look, it was literally the number of clients that was on my um, was in my practice, the average fee per client, the types of work I was doing with that client, the profit, the the cash flow, the bank actual bank balance that I wanted at a particular time. It was really specific. Right? Real specific. I really drilled down into what I wanted, and and you know it's literally there was a vision of how I wanted it to be, and. I'd, I'd, I'd forgot I'd even uh, noted that information down. And like I said, I came across it probably a couple of months ago now. And it was crazy to see the similarities on what I had noted down four or five years ago to how it actually is. And, and it was nice also to see that in the main, each thing that I'd had envisioned had come to fruition. Now, there was a couple of things that may have slightly differed, but... That's what goal settings is about. It's, it's a moving target. And I will always say that to clients and business owners is that there's no 
harm in changing a, a business goal or a personal goal midway through you, you know you, you work in with the information that you have your disposal at the that point in time yeah i always use a analogy in terms of um losing weight and yeah my kind of uh, business slogan my philosophy is understand measure grow and what i mean by that let's say as an example it's january the first um someone wants to lose five stone by the end of the year 31st of december then what i would always recommend to that individual <clears throat> is you need to commit to weighing yourself let's say once a week for the next 52 weeks if they only weigh themselves on january the 1st and december the 31st then the chances of them achieving their goal and losing the weight they would want to is um very unlikely yeah if they just commit to weighing themselves once a week um then the chances are much more likely so as i said the understand measure grow first of all it's understanding the right metrics and goals that you want to set so i'm no personal trainer but weight might not be the best factor to, to determine your health it might be your body mass index or it might be the, the time taken to run a specific uh, distance but it's understanding the right metrics to uh, measure then measure them on a regular basis i.e weekly monthly but certainly not day, what day one and day end and if you get the understand bit right get the measure bit right then growth will will come from that and any um aspiring entrepreneur any new business any existing business that's really what you need to do you need to kind of look at what is it that drives your business and make sure that you're measuring them drivers on on a regular basis that's what i did in my business fortunately i did it very early on um and as far as your fd is concerned then the goals that i really wanted to achieve over the past few years i've in the main been able to meet them um, i'm quite happy with the growth moving forward uh, i want to still make sure profitability is, is key as is cash flow uh, and it's making sure i get that right taylor and i have spoke in depth uh, regarding property that's another um, keen interest of mine and that's something that i will be setting goals for in in the near future i'm sure there was um there was one I guess there was one metric or KPI or whatever you want to call it within that plan, yeah. um, which can be a common kind of misconception with with new business people, even even people that have been in business for a while. You mentioned number of clients, yeah. so that means you're going to hit a target. You're not necessarily looking for every client to take them on. Correct. What's the importance of setting a number <clears throat> of clients? Um, for me, your FD was quality service. I almost wanted it to be uh, a boutique type practice. And I'd promised myself from early on not to get too, too greedy. <clears throat> and I, I knew that the unique selling point of URFD was that that they, um, my clients felt that I was their, their, their FD. If I was to have 200 clients, that would, that would not be possible. I, I never had the intent. Yeah, it's not a personal service. I never had the intention of growing a huge team to work alongside me. I've been able to um, get key individuals that assist me with the day-to-day -day runnings that then allows me uh, to be that FD and free up my time as much as possible. But I know um, in order to increase the number of clients would mean having to bring in extra people <clears throat> which d didn't fit my personality. Yeah. Uh, hence me keeping a cap 
on on that on that number or there thereabouts. That also kind of ensures quality over quantity, doesn't it? Yes, uh, correct, hundred percent. Yeah, brilliant. Um, there was a there was another bit that, that I found was quite interesting. So obviously you weren't just talking about um, profitability. You mentioned how important cash flow was. Yeah. Um, now I understand obviously um, every every kind of quarter you you you're basically measuring your clients' ability to understand, measure, and grow the, their own businesses. Um, did you build those because that was that they were kind of tasks that you were performing in your own business? How did how did you come about with this this kind of tagline and the tasks around it? Yeah, it's um, good question because I it's not a piece of advice that I uh, created. It was actually given to me um, from day one of my business, and it's from another accountant who's who's quite. Uh, successful in his own right and he said that your number one client is your own business and there's no point me um, giving advice and giving strategic uh, pointers to my clients if I'm not doing that myself I guess if you want to use analogy it's kind of how much advice are you going to uh, take on board from a personal trainer who's overweight and eats McDonald's every day same with what advice you're going to take on board from an accountant that has poor cash flow, uh, struggles to pay his debts, etc., etc. So <clears throat> everything that I advise my clients, I've been doing from day one already. Um, my my number one metric, as I said before, one uh, it's it's about measuring the drivers in your business. Now, what I realised early on in in my business as a service based firm was that the the best way of me getting new clients was referrals from existing clients. Now, I also knew that if my existing clients didn't particularly like me, then they wouldn't give me referrals. I would not get to the, the, the extra clients. I would not get the extra turnover and I would not get the extra cash flow that was required. So I drilled down right to the fundamental. And the fundamental with me is how well do my clients like me how much do my clients like me so i set about setting out setting up a uh, a client survey which basically measured what they felt of the service they received it was the quality of the service the speed in which that service was delivered the likelihood in which they would refer me i would then also ask for feedback in relation to is there anything that i could be doing that i'm not because i always say clients are your best critic in a way and finally i would also ask for referrals i always say to business owners is speak with your best clients all the time and be cheeky ask for referrals all the time and by systemizing that i was able to keep an eye firstly on how my clients um rated me now that wasn't for my ego that wasn't for a pat on the back i, I was genuinely interested in how could I improve my business? Because I felt they would be the best people to tell me and guide me into improving my own yeah, business. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's a primary source of information <laughs> exactly. about everything. Yeah. Now, what happened was in the early days, so my the client survey was a maximum score of 30. Um, and in the early days, I think I was getting around about 25, um, which at first did hurt, because I'm like, I wanted 29, 30, yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, but what happened, because I was measuring that, so I say it's understand, measure, grow again. Uh, I, I understood the right metrics to measure. I was measuring them on a, right, uh, on a regular basis. I then, it was in my subconscious to consistently improve the level of service that I was offering. Over a period of time, that, that average 25 mark went to 26, 27, 28. I think I'm now 
like a 29.5 but by increasing my average client survey score at the same time so did my referrals uh, from these clients yeah. as a result more clients more turnover more cash in the bank i hear so often business owners say right i want to increase my turnover i say well, how and then it's all about drilling down to the fundamentals so for me professional service business i knew my clients uh giving me a better client survey score would er eventually lead to an increase in turnover yeah amazing so you you kind of you took a bit of a scientific or an economic approach in that you theorized higher satisfaction higher turnover or higher profit and it's come and true i think that's probably uh one of the most important drivers in any service-based firm is making sure your clients respect and value the service uh, that you provide I guess if we were to, to finish this on a note for any anyone starting a business or anyone you know in in the first twelve months, what kind of advice would you give, or what what has served you really well in your first twelve months that you could pass on to someone else? Okay, cash flow is key, as as I said, and um, even if you do have a bit of cash flow, kind of operate your business as if you have nothing, um, because that will keep you hungry. I I started my business with very little and it it was a an exciting time and the decisions i made was from right at the beginning uh, and it was no uh, no ego involved it was pure humility that i've got very little in the bank how do i go about growing this business um again back to what my uh, ethos is as a business is understand measure and grow and it's any business owner any startup take time to understand the drivers that will lead your business to good things and then it's making sure you measure them on a regular basis that's amazing yeah definitely. Taylor any last words no I think that's that's perfect really appreciate you coming on yeah no thanks so much um, you. hopefully some people can learn from that I definitely definitely will so yeah look forward to the next one thank Brilliant. you guys Wish thanks, all the best. Bye cheers bye. Big thanks to Sam Kalali from YourFD for taking the time out in his office to be interviewed and, and obviously talk about himself, his business, his goals. I think what he spoke about was was actually really useful. Um, and if you're not following those tips already, it might be worth implementing them in your own business. Definitely. Um, after a really great chat with, with Sam, obviously a big chunk of that interview mentioned goal setting. Mm. So I thought obviously me and Paul have thought maybe doing a bit of a section on, on some goals and, and setting them and what's the process on going around setting your one to five year goals. So we've got a few few tips here for you. Um, and we're just going to go straight into it really. In, in terms of goal setting, obviously there's a lot of people that speak about it in motivational speakers, things like people like Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, Les Brown. A lot of them are really key people and in my life and what I've watched and what I've read. Yeah. And when it comes into goal setting, there's, it's really been explained to me in, in setting five categories, really. So my goals, I write down my goals every morning. Obviously not different goals every day. They're the same set goals, really, for 2019 yeah, cool. with a few variations here and there. But those goals are really broken into, into my financial goals, my business goals, my health, my relationships, and fun. So I'll read through a couple of bits on like financial goals. That could be anything from what type of investments you like, how much savings you'd like to get to, um, what type of different streams of income you want to get going in the next maybe 12 months. How do you differentiate between financial goals and business goals? Because I'm sure for a, a few listeners, the, the two the two categories will seem quite similar. Yeah, definitely. For me personally, obviously, this is all down to, to everyone's own, own preferences. But for me, my financial and my business goals are different. Reason being, 
my business goal is down to my main business, which is the commercial cleaning side. Obviously, we've got a few other projects, a few other businesses and things like that. But my main business, obviously, is commercial cleaning. And those goals that I've set in that are in terms of the business itself. So the business's turnover, its profit and loss, and the type of contracts we want to acquire, the type of projects within that company we want to succeed in. And my own financial goals, those come from the different investments I'm involved with, the different projects I'm involved with, along other things, not necessarily just from, from Broadway. Um, so obviously, if you don't have a business yet, your financial will probably be the same as your business because business might just be a business you want to set up yeah. and financial might just be something else. Um, it all comes down to really what, what you personally got going in your life. Those those five categories anyway, those just that's a bit of advice, a bit of tips. Obviously, yours can be 10 categories. You can break them down into subcategories, whatever you really want. I mean, I'll, gi- I'll give you an example of mine. So <clears throat> this is where financial and business are related, but not necessarily um, the same goals. So as you know, we've got a networking event and we've got the podcast. And although indirectly, we would hope over time that we're going to profit from both. Um, it's clearly, that's a, that's a goal for the business you wouldn't put finance as the ultimate goal of either business. So it's not the ultimate goal for the podcast. It's not the ultimate goal for BDM, which is my networking event. The, 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 I guess the, the main goal in both of them is to raise awareness and start to build up a really healthy, consistent user base. Now, we're not even thinking about finances at that point. We just want to make sure that we're delivering real quality, real value, getting, getting the word out to as many people out there. And then obviously connecting us with, really cool successful business people that can share more tips and more advice for for entrepreneurs out there that might be able to make use of it now that in itself there's nothing in that that's financial um but it's absolutely key to making these these businesses of ours yeah definitely yeah i know um and obviously just going further on onto different categories in health keep fit stay active obviously a lot of people hear that usual usual thing healthy body healthy mind Mm. or healthy mind healthy body whatever it is um and it is true obviously i like a lot of fitness i like a lot of training different activities and runs and that type of stuff and it is so good in in keeping your mind strong especially if you've got a lot of stress if you've got a very stressful job it takes your mind off of those things and it keeps you keeps you running really keeps your mind distracted um from the really stressful moments in time especially when you're having down days and things like that go to the gym go for a run uh, go for a swim anything like that just keep your mind your mind healthy and your body healthy well, they do. They do call it a gut feeling for a reason, don't yeah. they? You know. So one of the interesting bits that I've been reading about, and I think it's a it's a topic that's becoming more and more prevalent, and it probably will increase in in terms of its awareness. Is they're now starting to consider your your gut biome, as in like you know the the the, the range of bacteria and so on, and and the the proportions of them as um, as a counterpart to your own brain. Yeah. So when when we we all know the saying you know, what's your gut feeling? Yeah. They now actually think that's a real, it's a real yeah. term. It has some kind of reality to it. It's not yeah. just a, not just a saying that people say when we're talking about instincts. Yeah. Um, but then that also feeds into everything. So for me, obviously health-wise, I'm not working out as hard as Taylor is. Um, I won't pretend to be working out as hard as Taylor. <laughs> Taylor's off to rugby practice after this, which is brilliant. Um, but in the last couple of years, I've made some massive changes. So I knew my diet wasn't right a couple of years ago. Um, I then spent a considerable amount of money screening my blood for for allergens. And with that, I've been able to construct, you know, probably a diet plan that I'm not following as strictly as I could, but I am absolutely cutting out all those allergens. And you feel a lot better than obviously you used to, don't you? Well, I I felt like before I hit the age of 30, I was going to have a heart attack. (laughs) So how how can you hit your financial, your business, you know, and then obviously the other two categories, how can you hit those categories of goals? If your health isn't isn't there, that's you know, the thing. No matter you, how you much you might be money. able to hit some of them, yeah, and then you might drop dead. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. not going to work, is it? <laughs> the health, I think, is so important. Obviously, 
I started suffering from seizures in about 2000 and I think 2013, 2014, yeah. before before I really moved to England. Um, and when that started happening to me, it really changed my mindset and everything. Mm. And I wanted to just do anything I could, say yes to every opportunity and just go for it. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much money you make, no matter what you do in your life, if you're not healthy, that could all end tomorrow. Yeah. Simple as that. And I think it's so important to just follow your health, follow, listen to your body. If you're tired, you're working too many hours, mm. rest. I remember I got to one point when I was doing all the restaurant shifts. Um, I just set up the business. I was finishing work at like 2 o'clock in the morning, yeah. waitering, going home, getting changed, going back out, cleaning offices till 8 o'clock in the morning, yeah. going home for lunch and then going back to work at 12, getting so you, like an hour or two see, of sleep. Uh, um, obviously, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you cover the other two categories that, that we've put together. But you can see here how if you spend too much time covering one goal, which I guess in this sense it would, it would fall into the first category, financial, you're not necessarily achieving that balance in the in the other parts. So, what are the other two categories then? We've got financial, we've got business, we've got health. What are the other two categories that you've got? Uh, relationships and fun. I think it's so important to have good relationships. Obviously, as you know, in in business, it's all about who you know. Yeah. And people by people. Mm -hmm. um, no matter what you say, people by people. Yeah. Um, when that comes down to network and that comes down your family relationships, your your friends, your colleagues, anything like that. Relationships are so important and being nice, being polite, being true to yourself and who you are um, and just be a genuinely nice person, whether that's a, a guy, a lady, whatever it is, just be nice. Yeah. Um, show people respect that you wish you'd be told and be shown. Um, so have set, set goals in your relationships. That could be with making a new friend this month, making a new business partner, business associate, maybe... If you're not very close with your parents or your brother or your sister, yeah. say, you know what, this month I might make a considerable effort, give my sister a call a bit more and see how she's doing. Build those relationships because at the end of the day, the people you're around create who you are. They make you who you yeah, are. That's right, yeah. um, and obviously the last one's fun. Yeah. Go on holiday, set trips, set um, goals for maybe going on a little walk with your, with your partner or anything like that. Just stuff that makes you happy. Yeah that you enjoy. That could be playing video games for 10 hours. That yeah. could be going on a walk, going on holiday, buying a dog. I don't know. It could be anything. Yeah, of course, yeah. Just something that makes you happy. Set those fun goals because it's so important to having your, your strict, strong and serious goals. Mm. But I think it's just as important having fun. Fun's enjoying almost the process. like, um, well, if you, if you get it right, if, if, you, if your fun is balanced, it's almost like it balances the rest of the goals because it gives you stuff to do. And obviously it keeps your energy going. Um, obviously, we're not having fun in our lives. It becomes very easy to feel drained, demotivated. And ideally, you you want your business to be fun. Mm. You want to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. That's not the case for everyone. I completely get that. But work towards having a business or having a hobby or something that is a fun aspect of your life. That's yeah. not every day you get up and you dread doing it. So with uh, with that respect, then, obviously, Taylor, your main business at the moment is uh, Broadway Cleaning Services. How do you keep a cleaning company fun? How do you do it? <laughs> That's... Um, you know what? For me, it's the the staff I have mm -hmm. and the people I meet. Yeah, it's each week's different. I meet such amazing people from all walks of life, whether that's down on the lowest lowest part they could be, all the way up to the top of the other really big companies, good sized people, mega mega wealthy, and that's what keeps it fun for me. I'm meeting nice, amazing people and yeah. experiencing so many different stories and having these jokes and time and going out for lunches and coffees with all these type yeah, of people of who, who really benefit me and really make a difference to my life. And I'm just trying to help wherever I can. And that's why I think having those 
those people make it fun. Yeah. That, that's what makes my business fun. Obviously, that's different for everyone. But for me personally, meeting people is a big, big fun part of my business. Well, you've made a conscious effort, haven't you, to, to network? I mean, obviously, since you came to the UK, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, you can imagine cleaning in itself as if it was the be-all and end-all by itself might not be fun. But Definitely. actually, the business development, meeting new people, creating new relationships, that in itself can be really rewarding. Yeah. Um, it's the same with me. So obviously, a lot of the services that I provide are digital. So, you know, there's a lot of web design, graphic design. Now, it's very easy to imagine, and I did do this for my second year, uh, my second year of university when I, when I created the company. I did the majority of it in my bedroom. Because yeah. obviously you can, you can carry out the business development task purely online, but there's an element of that which doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel tangible. You're not actually in front of people and creating stuff. And, and ultimately, I think us as human beings, no matter how much technology we put in front of us, and my business is tech-based, we need those real relationships yeah. and we need to create situations where we enjoy spending our need time human interaction, you do, you? yeah. yeah. Um, Jürgen Klopp said a really interesting thing. He goes, the only way that you can ever truly be alone is if you just lived in the forest or the mountains. And that means for as long as you're outside and you're in a room, you have a responsibility for creating a good mood in that room. Um, and that's true. If, you, if you're out and about, you have a responsibility effectively for creating your own fun but then also making it fun for the other people around you so that the, the relationships that you've got feel valuable and they feel positive. Yeah. One one thing I constantly get told is just enjoy the process. No matter what you're doing, enjoy the process. Um, whether that's a bad day, good day, whatever it is, enjoy the process, enjoy your goals, work towards them. And another a really good one I want to get out there, obviously I read it a little while ago and it's something I put into place when, when I set up my first goals, was start from the end. Mm-hmm. Obviously, where do you want to be in your long term, whether that's 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, whatever it is, find that end end piece, whether that's a net worth, helping a certain amount of people, um, buying a certain car, whatever it is, find that point on a piece of paper and say, all right, by the year 2025, for example, I want to be worth x amount mm-hmm. so okay to get to that x amount, break it back, bring it back a year and say, what do I need to achieve? So what you're doing effectively is... What you're about to explain is what separates it from just being a dream. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah, because yeah. obviously it's all good dreaming. I have, no, I think dreaming is the most important thing you can do in anything. Is set those dreams, but then from those dreams, create a goal. Yeah. Create a plan. That doesn't mean you're going to stick to that plan. Doesn't mean you're going to stick and, and achieve every single goal. Course, yeah. But if you don't write those down and get anything in place, you'll never get there. You'll never work towards towards any of those achievements because you're just drift around obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger says an amazing one he says obviously you can put the best captain in the world on a boat but if he doesn't know where to sail he'll just drift around yeah, and I think true, it is yeah. so important true, yeah. same as a pilot yeah. obviously you can have the best pilot in the world you can jump on a plane yeah. and take off but if he's got no destination where's he going to fly to he's just going to fly around aimlessly until he runs out of fuel so let's talk about um, you gave one example there about you know a goal or a dream you know before we start breaking it down which was about you know having some kind of net worth in like 10 years time yeah so how would you go back from that into into creating goals that you can actually you can actually measure and you can be objective about and hold yourself accountable i think if it's in terms of of a net worth obviously you need to break that down to how you can achieve that net worth whether that's through property investments um different type of businesses that type of thing so if it's for example you want to reach a certain amount of net worth i think break that down into how much money do you need to be earning financially to reach that net worth? How many assets do you need to acquire? And then obviously break that down into, all right, if I need to acquire 15 properties, for example, okay, how do I get 10? 
then break that down. How do I get five? And then break that down. How do I get three? And then how do I get one? Mm -hmm. Oh, I need 50 grand. Okay. To get 50 grand, I need to do X, 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 X. I'm only on 1,000 at the moment. Okay. So from 1,000, I need to do these many steps to get to two, to three, to four. And then break it all the way back down into something you can achieve within the next two to three months. Something nice and simple. It doesn't have to be anything, anything major. Just something you can achieve in the next three months that puts you one step ahead and yep. say, you know what, actually, I've already achieved one of those goals to get me to my end goal. And I think that that will really boost your confidence and your moral and everything and just pushing you forward. So you mentioned um, right at the beginning, you mentioned that each day you sit down and write your goals, which I think is a brilliant habit to have. Um, it's maybe something I should be doing more to, to be more realistic and, and more mindful of the tasks that I need to carry out in any given day. What for you is the benefit of, of writing those goals down each day, even if they're the same goals? Yeah. I think obviously one thing to just mention is I get a bit slack sometimes. I won't do it for a few days and something like that. And it's it's even myself is trying to get myself out of that lazy mindset and say even I need to be doing it seven days a week. Mm-hmm. For me, obviously not for everyone. Some people write them down once a week on a Monday and say, okay, get it refreshed in your mind. These are my 10 goals for the year. This is what I need to be working towards. And obviously for me, they're so ingrained in my mind not necessarily having written them every day. If I go a few days without writing them, they're still so clear in my mind. I don't really need to write them, but it's still good to put that pen to paper, type it out, whatever it is, put it in the mirror, put it when you brush your teeth, anything like that, just to constantly keep those thoughts in your mind that you want to reach these type of goals, you want to get to those places, you want to meet these people. Because if it's constantly in your mind, every every minute of every day when you're speaking to people doing something it's there yeah. it's just in the back of your head saying don't forget this don't forget that don't forget this and in any situation you'll be looking for those key points and something that can help you achieve that yeah. so i think it's it's really good to just keep keep it going keep it constant whether that's once a week five days a week seven days a week four times a day whatever it is yeah. just just do it sam well sam um sam Kalali gave a couple of examples didn't he so he was saying that with his clients of which you're one of them um, he works on like a quarterly review. Yeah. You know, what what were your what were your targets financially that you're working with him on, and where did you get to, and what would the goals be for the following ninety days? But then he also mentioned that he believes in the power of putting things to paper. Mm-hmm. In that, the second you start putting things to paper, they become a lot more deliberate. They become yeah. a lot more actionable. You start to become mindful of of the things you've done because it's it's become a tangible asset that you've created. Well, a lot of people don't write them down though, for the reason being, as soon as you put it down, it becomes real. Mm it becomes something you're kind of holding yourself accountable for, yeah. even if no one knows about it. If you keep it in your head for the next 10 years, you're like, so what? Yeah. Sooner the day you write it down and you put it to paper, that now becomes real. That becomes a plan. That becomes something you need to achieve. Yeah. And whether anyone else knows about it or anything, you have now feel that you're accountable to yourself to say, hold on, mm-hmm. now I've taken the time out, I've written this down, I kind of need to work towards it. And whenever you start slacking off, yeah. That thought comes back and say, remember those things you wrote down? Get up and let's let's start doing it. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, so I think it's it's definitely important to, to keep doing that. Obviously, Sam had some really good tips on it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was brilliant. A lot of his advice, you you know, he's he's obviously at the position where he's kind of got his target number of clients, which is brilliant. So for him it's focused around keeping the quality. Um I remember back in, you know, back in school, learning A level business, um, and they teach you a couple of quite quite useful but simple tools when you're when when you're creating a business strategy and one of them is obviously your SWOT your SWOT analysis you know your strengths your weaknesses your opportunities and your threats and there was one also was smart you know setting smart targets but I always thought that they got the A wrong mm-hmm. um, so for anyone who, who doesn't know the smart targets are, are essentially uh, and feel free to comment if I haven't got this right but I, I hope I do specific measurable achievable 
realistic and then time related yeah so i actually think the s the m the r and the t are all fine but you know i, I think achievable is, is one of those where you would do that naturally in the process of goal set and i actually think what a needs to be is accountable yeah. so whether you hold yourself accountable or whether you're setting a goal in front of someone else that will hold you accountable to that goal you need something but we're all wired to sometimes do the things that are lazy and sometimes to do the things that are fun without a goal in, in a Definitely. way that, that can kind of make that, a slap. that actually just sparks up something um have you ever heard of accountability partners? Yeah. 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 Um, for people who haven't heard that, obviously, accountability partner is... I've got two. I've got one from my acting side and one from my business side. So business slash property, that type of side. And so what that is, there's two people I've met along along my journey, really. And one for the acting side. Um, we made an agreement with each other that we're going to hold each other accountable once a year to see where we're up to on, on pursuing those, those, those goals, really. And on are we working on projects? Are we actually trying to, to achieve that? And then with the business side, it's, it's another businessman, somewhere along those lines, and we, we chat a few times. We chat quite regularly mm -hmm. about how your investment's going. What are you doing? Have you done those things you said to me you'd do six months yeah. ago? And not to get a not to get a, um, a bollocking or thrashing from them, yeah. but it's obviously as a business owner, no one really tells you what to do. Yeah, right. So having an outside person who sees, hey, Taylor, you're getting a little bit lazy, maybe pick it up, give you three more months, and get that done. Yeah. And it gives you a bit of a, like, ooh, Okay, yep. maybe I should get that done. So, Taylor, before we um, wrap up this podcast, if you could give people kind of five easy steps for effective goal setting, um, steps that will that people can take away and implement today that will help them in their business lives, what would they be? From my personal experience, anyone who's listening, if even if there's only one of you listening that wants to just get a pen out, sit down at a desk, quiet place, anywhere where you've just got no distractions. I think just sit down just for five, ten minutes. Have a real good think of obviously where you are now and where you want to be in the next next year, two, three, four, five years. Nothing further than that really for now. Um, grab a pen, pencil, whatever it is, and just sit down. Just write down number one, financial. Number two, business. Number three, health. Number four, relationships. And number five, fun. Just put a couple dots next to each of those, something that really, really hits you. So financial, that could be you want to have an X amount in savings. Business could be I want to set up a business or I want to reach a certain amount of turnover or a certain amount of clients. Health could be I want to get my blood pressure down and I want to start eating a bit of a cleaner diet. Relationships could be I want to make a new friend. I want to make a new business partner or associate. I want to improve the relationship with my family that type of things and fun book a holiday i want to go on a trip that type of stuff just do some basic stuff like that and within that though be quite specific on time frames be really specific on that in terms of financial break it down to, to literally to an hour say on the 28th of december by 5 p.m i want to have so and so x amount in my bank account or i want to have met 17 new people by the, the 8th of july 2020 just break it down and stuff like that. Be quite specific and then work towards that. And yeah, you might forget about it or whatever it is, but it's constantly in your mind and it's ingrained that no matter what you do when you've got that in the back. So if that, I hope that helps. Just write those tips down. Write down the times, the dates, the, the numbers, whatever it is to work towards it. Yeah, so that's brilliant. I'd like to give a big thanks to everyone that's tuned in so far. And again, to Sam Kalali from accountancy firm, Your FD. Um, his, his advice was invaluable. It was a really enjoyable listen for us. And hopefully you found the same too when you, when you were listening earlier on. Um, so Taylor, what are we working on for Your Entrepreneur? Not just the podcast, but overall. So at the moment, obviously, we've got the website for, for entrepreneur.co.uk. So that's entrep.co.uk. Um, that's really just a hosting 
hosting point at the moment. Obviously, we're going to be filming that, filling that with a lot more content as we go forward. In the meantime, just follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Your Entrepreneur. Um, as well as we've got a YouTube channel with video content that's being filmed and edited by Chandler Media as part of the Your Entrepreneur team. Um, that's really trying to get some more quality interviews and sessions with successful business people onto that to give advice, tips, and all those different things uh, to try and really help you on your journey. Cool. Um, one last thing, probably my kind of uh, ending notes about effective goal setting is just that you don't need to hold yourself to absolute perfection. So these goals are meant to be something that you can you can build your energy towards that you will actually put real focus um, and time into. But that's not to say that if you don't hit those goals, you should beat yourself up so badly that then the next set of goals, you're too busy dwelling on what you failed on. It's it's only a failure if you let it stop you from taking real action next time. Ultimately, being positive in anything benefits you. So not reaching your goal isn't a bad thing. But if you hadn't set that goal, you'd be no further forward than you would have. So let's say, for example, it was the 10 clients. Mm -hmm. If you hadn't set that goal, you might have got two clients. Great. If you set the goal for 10 and you got six, Yes, you're short of the 10, but that's still more than what you would have been if you didn't set the goal. You've got to look at it from that point of view and say, you know what, actually, I've, I've really achieved. Even though I'm not there yet, I'm, I'm well on my way. A goal is something you want to work towards no matter what it takes to get there.